Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. As always on Thursdays, I get a chance to sit down with one of the best guys in the entire internet, Dwayne Generalissimo Patterson, master of the universe, H-U-G-H-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. The troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners, and normally the host of the after show. Normally we're doing this, uh, you know, sort of bleary-eyed after my Wednesday evening appearance on his show, but Dwayne, you're out in the, you're out, uh, you know, on, on a remote. You're, you're doing the I whole. Am, I am in Hotlanta. You're doing the Jules Pit, walking the, walking the earth and, um, and helping people with their personal problems. You're kind of like, you know, Kung Fu, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I am in, I am in Hotlanta where it was a uh, hundred and four degrees yesterday. Ah, Pikers. Uh, it's been 107 out here. Uh, you guys are Pikers. What, what, What's what's the what's the humidity level there? Oh, it's it's a nice and dry heat out here in Texas. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, well it's about it's a it's a good robust 65-70% humidity here on top of the 104. Oh, you wow. walk out you walk outside and the air just goes <laughs> out of your lungs. It's um <laughs> it's 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 you know it's Atlanta. It's we're in the deep south here. Um uh, I'm coming to you from the uh, from the ALEC conference, the American Legislative Exchange Council, and uh, they're a uh, a new sponsor of of the Hugh Hewitt Show. It's a great relationship we have with them because uh, they've been around for a long time. This is this is all the state representatives. This is where all the sausage gets made, all the all the policy wonks, and all the state reps, the movers and shakers all over the country that are doing stuff on tax cuts on um all this esg policy nonsense you know the you know the environmental um uh school and 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 governmental stuff um all all this all this crazy woke uh government stuff is is percolating through the states and how to combat that and uh education reform all that all these you know this is a crucible for all this stuff happens and especially after the supreme court's final decision of the of this term the uh west virginia versus epa case right that was go time for these people i mean they've been around for a long time and they've been talking about boy wouldn't it be cool if we could dot 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 fill in the blanks well because of that supreme court decision now we got a bunch of players around here going well, the way we read that Supreme Court case is the federal government isn't the end-all, be-all. The stuff that the states are supposed to do, the states are supposed to do. So, damn it, we're going to do it. And, that's, right. and it's go time for these people. It's it's just been phenomenal. We just uh, spent uh, some time today, uh, this morning, with the uh, Secretary of Education for Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Um, her name is uh, Amy Gadera. And some of the stuff that she's got on tap for for education reform and getting rid of all the nonsense out of the out of the you know the school curriculum, it's just phenomenal, Ed. What's going on here? Well, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen in the state legislatures. You know, abortion's going to get returned to the state legislature. Oh yeah, all sorts of different agency stuff. I think it, it, uh, on the basis of West Virginia v. EPA is going to start going back to the states. Absolutely. As it Alec, should. As it should. Alec is the place to be. You guys are still there tomorrow, right? We are here tomorrow. And then uh, then I pack everything back in a suitcase and go back home. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can just show you the, 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 the layout of what we're doing here. But this Very is nice. kind of, this is, this is what I built um, yesterday, all by my little 
lonesome. So this is this is uh, this is what I do in my spare time when I actually have to do real work. <laughs> well, now you have to do this, and this is real work because we're going to talk about a couple of really big issues that came up in the last twenty four hours. Really, I mean, not even in the last twenty four hours. This morning, uh, Bureau of Economic Analysis, Commerce Department um, released the Q two GDP, which shows the second straight quarter, Dwayne Patterson, of contraction. Uh, minus 0.9% annualized GDP following the minus 1.6% in, um, in Q1. And, and I know that you and I have talked about this and I have kind of stressed that, well, you know, the, the, the contraction in the first quarter was really technical. It had to do with a massive trade imbalance that n you don't normally see. And therefore, maybe that quarter is, is arguable because you still had decent you know, consumer spending and business investment was still in the positive. It was still, it was still negative. Well, well, and the reason why I say, the reason why I lead off with this, Dwayne, is <laughs> this report actually is worse than it, <laughs> than the top line number looks because- Because if you take that same trade uh, thing, which was a, an actual trade balance to the positive- a, a huge trade surplus, which never happens. <laughs> which, which almost never happens. If you take that out of it, it's probably more like around negative two. Negative two point three. If you uh, yeah, look at the yeah, Wall Street Journal's, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was rounding, but it, it, it actually could be a whole lot worse. In fact, you hear that quite often from this administration and pundits when talking about all the economic data surrounding the, the Joe Biden administration, whether it's the GDP number, whether it's the monthly CPI numbers, whether it's the PPI numbers, whether it's uh, some of the jobs numbers. Uh, a, a common denominator from the analysis of whenever release day of all of these numbers are, the, the, the analysis seems to be, well, that's a little bit worse than we expected. You, you hear that a lot with this group, actually. In fact, I want to play you a little cut. This is Jerome Powell from the Fed, who had a press conference yesterday. And you know he knew what the number was. You know he had already seen what the number was going to be. Now, he wasn't going to release it. He wasn't going to tip his hand, except he, he kind of did tip his hand. Here's what Jerome Powell said yesterday. Um, I, don't, I don't talk about my own personal estimate of, of, uh, of what the terminal rate would be. Um, I do. I will write down that in. Uh, it, it's going to evolve. It's obviously it, it has evolved over the course. I think for for all participants, it's, it has evolved over the course of the year as we learn how persistent inflation is going to be. And by the time of the September meeting, we will have seen two more CPI readings and two more labor market readings, and significant amount of of uh, readings about economic activity and and perhaps geopolitical developments. Who knows? It'll be. It'll be a lot. It's it's an eight week intermeeting period, so I think we'll see quite a lot of data, and we'll make our decision at that meeting. But the 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 takeaway is. So I, I wouldn't say it was. I think we ex, we didn't expect a good reading, but this one uh, this one was was even worse than expected. I would well, say. Well, you know, you you hear that, don't you? You do hear that an awful lot. I I I guess I misunderstood that the Hill was pushing that around this morning. I thought that that was Powell um, responding to the GDP, but I think that was Powell responding to the. CPI and PPI numbers, right? I, I I think in the back of his head, he had already seen the GDP number too. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think that's that was going on. Now, you see, now let's let's layer on to this because the White House is desperate to say this is not the recession that that, that you've been waiting to see. Jedi this mind is not, tricks. <laughs> this is not the recession that that, that you're looking for. Um, Brian Deese, 
forget what I said in 2008 about two consecutive quarters being the classic definition. We don't do that here anymore. This is chaos. We don't do that here. Um, all the all the uh, pundits, everybody out there saying, well, technically it's not a recession because the jobs, 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 jobs. That oh, I got that pushback already this morning from from a guy I like. I mean, this is I, uh, this is not a troll. That, this is a, a serious guy, Joe Wiesenthal over at um, that uh, that that yeah. three letter that three letter word that Joe Biden liked to talk about. J O B S. J O B S. Right. Um, so but the jobs, the jobs, the jobs. Here's the problem with the jobs. It's getting a little worse every week. If you actually look at that's it, not a, that's not actually, it's not even, that's not even the big problem to jobs. And this is what I told Joe Wiesenthal this morning is that, cause he said, well, it's kind of weird to see a recession when you're adding 2.7 million jobs. And I said, Hey, we're not adding them, recovering jobs that were previously lost and we still hadn't recovered yet. That is an important context. But the jobless claims are starting to tick back up again. Layoffs are starting to tick back up again. Yes. So we may never actually hit that. We we are already kind of uh, planing out that that upward trend. What's the what's the um, what's the the line from Apollo thirteen? Um, we're shallowing out again. Um, shall we tell them? Can they do anything about it? No. Then they don't need to know. <laughs> then, then then they don't need to know. Um, so they ended up having to revise last week's jobless claims. They kind of revised it up from what it was because upon further review, apparently last week was a little bit worse off. Well, so that's they, that's that's that, that's not unusual. There's there's no no, no there are always I, revisions. I, in no, that series. I, yeah. I, I'm not blaming I'm not blaming the revision. What I'm saying is they're they're they, they revised the number last week up to two hundred and sixty one thousand. Here's why this counts. Most of the uh, economists, most of the experts of which I don't I, I don't claim to be. I'm just you know, I, I, I talk out of my hindquarters for a living. Um, you get to between two hundred and seventy thousand and three hundred and fifty thousand range as far as jobless claims then you're in that window where if you've got two quarters of negative growth and you're seeing those kind of jobless claims, you're not adding, you're not adding jobs. Right. Uh, you know, that's, that's when you start getting into, into, you know, danger. Will Robinson, you know, the flashing beacon on the, on the, on the console, uh, the check engine light. Right. Right. So at 261, you're starting to get in that range of okay well we're getting close to planing out and and plateauing on on job growth here which again is more job restoration than anything so they they revised last week's up to 261 this week's number was supposed to be 251 it ended up being 256 256 so, right yeah so it beat expectations and what they're saying is oh but it's better than last week because it's, it's down from last week well until they, next week's revisions. <laughs> until next week's revisions, and this one's revised. Yeah, up you know, even that though. I mean, it it matters in terms of trajectory, but mid two hundreds is actually not a unusual no, number. It's not but, an unusual number. I, but if so, you look at, but in the two fifty six range, it's actually eight month highs for weekly jobless. Right, claims. Yeah, but, it I, had been in the two forties. I mean, but this is kind of in the weeds. I think the bigger number here is business investment. You, you just take a look at the. All oh, you need absolutely. To do is, all you need to do is take a look at the actual numbers in the GDP report to see how this thing's going south. Business investment, overall business investment, um, dropped thirteen and a half percent and this is all annualized these are all annualized and inflation adjusted numbers i should add if business is not investing that means they're they are not, go away 
that means they are not adding jobs. They are contracting jobs yes. because they are, they are seeing economic conditions slow down and they are trying to get ahead of that curve so they don't get caught with a payroll they can't afford because they're not selling enough goods and services. Right. And this is not an instance of, well, there was a massive investment in the previous quarter. This is just a, you know, a, a no, shift in investment demand. This has been slowing for some time and it's it was it was positive, but still pretty slow in uh, in Q1. This is a, you know, it's a big drop. This is a big drop from. Um, uh, from the previous quarters, I, I'll, I'll and pull it's the in lots and... of sectors. It's housing sector. It's it's in it's lots everywhere. of different. It's lots of different sectors that are starting to say, well, you know, this is broad based. Everybody's everybody's starting to peel back a little bit, and when that happens, again, the the the, the jobless claims. I understand it's weeds. It's a leading indicator of there's you know it's, it's that little check engine light that's on in the dash. Your car may be acting like it's running really well. But that little light's on there for a reason. Something's tripping right. a fault there, right? Yep. And that's and and that's that's what these jobless claims are. They're a little higher than what they had been in in even even in the first quarter when we still had 1.6 negative growth for the technical reasons. I'm not going to argue with you on that, but. Um, even then the jobless claims were still in the mid 240 range, which right. is still comfortably below, you know, the, the danger level. Well, we've been creeping up on a trend the last quarter and we're still creeping up week by week. And yep. it's, it's, I, I'm telling you, if, if, if your only claim as a pundit, as a white house flack, is it's not a recession. It's not a recession because of jobs, jobs, jobs market. The economy is still strong because of the jobs. No. If I, you're holding on to that, I'm telling you the data is starting to invert on that. It's not going to be long before you don't have that to hold on to. Either. Yeah, I mean, it's so true. Does it makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. It's so true. I'll, t I'll point out one other thing, too, and I didn't I didn't mention this in my analysis. I should have probably and I might go back and edit, uh, you know, add an update to it. But one of the things that people hung their hats on was gross domestic purchases, because that actually more, I think, reflected the gestalt, if you will, of Q1. When you eliminate that huge trade um, deficit, that really artificial trade deficit in Q1, uh, what you were left with was a middling sort of, you know, um, uh, stagnant sort of number. And you can look at gross domestic purchases, and it was 1.6% to the positive in Q1, right? And that followed a 6.9% in Q4 of last year, 3.5, 6.7, 7 7.7. Those kind of tracked with the overall, um, you know, GDP trends, if you will, at least. Yep. Um, gross domestic purchases in Q2, minus 2.2%. And you I think see? that that's, that's what you get when you eliminate the trade balance. So I think if you're looking at that trade imbalance, that's then if you want to get a real reading on where the economy is going, that's the number you're looking at is the minus 2.2%. And it's contracting across the board. And and really, honestly, it's been it's been slowing down slash contracting all year long. But I think it's really accelerating into May and June, especially. So if that purchasing stuff, which is basically consumer demand, right? everybody, 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 well, consumer and business, right? It's combined. Right. So it's, de it's demand. So right. 
but so the Fed just jumped rates up again by another three quarters of a point. And it, and and why are they doing that? Why are they bumping the rate up? They're bumping the rate up because demand is way higher than what supply is. And because of that, that's why you've got 9.1% inflation rate. They can't do anything about supply. All they can do is kill the demand. So by jacking up the interest rates, they're trying to tamp down demand. Well, we're starting to see that demand fall. And, and, uh, and the Fed's like, okay, well, let's see if we can get it close to matching supply again. And if we can do that, then we have no inflation. Everything goes back to hunky-dory again. The problem with that is that Joe Manchin and the Democrats and Joe Biden just decided, you know what, let's spend another almost trillion dollars between the, the, the ballooned CHIPS Act, which got ballooned a lot more than it needed to, and uh, some modified version of a Green New Deal right. slash whatever the hell they're going to spend it on. We're going we're gonna to basically pour more gas on the fire. And so well, wait a minute. Before, act- before we get to, before we get to, the, to the, the Schumer Mansion deal, because that's the other topic I'm going to get to. And they're, real, they're, they're related. Yep, they're related. But before we, before we dive fully into that, Joe Biden's going to talk to the nation today about that deal, by the way, but also is going to have to say something about this GDP report. They have been trying to spin this at the White House for a solid week, right? About, well, you know, two quarters in a row doesn't mean a recession. I mean, and they're still going to try to do that today, right? I mean, of they don't really have a choice. A recession. It feels like a recession. You, it's a recession. You coined a, you coined a phrase for it. We had Steve Moore on today, um, you know, the you know the great economist, Um uh, he's in town at, at the salad conference and he came and sat in for a segment and he called it the uh, he called it the cost of living recession. Right. It, right. It, it's, you know, everybody, because they're not getting a cost of living to, to, to you know, of nine percent to keep up with the inflation rate. So, yeah, it's a recession. Everybody knows it's a recession. It feels like. A recession. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is just breaking right this second. Um, according to uh, AFP. President Biden says U.S. economy, quote, on the right path, despite GDP dip. <laughs> we're on the right path. We're, the, the right path is a is a decline in GDP. I would venture to say, you know, you can point to almost any poll out there that would say eight or nine out of 10 people surveyed would say, no, we're not on the right path. I mean, literally right track, wrong track is upside down, like 88 to 12. Yeah, it's in, something in, like that. It's like like 80 to 12 or something like that with very few people on the sidelines on that yeah, question it's, anymore. It's, it's, it's it, you know, when, when you've got three out of four Democrats saying, you know, Joe, it's been nice. Maybe go to Shady Acres. <laughs> um, no, it's Chip it, Diller. It's the Chip Diller strategy. And I is. predicted this yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I know. All is well. All is well. Uh, when you've got Peter Ducey asking Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre yesterday, so if Brian Deese is on record writing down in print saying two quarters of negative growth is a recession, and he's now saying, oh, but it's not, what changed? And her answer quite literally is, well, I'm only going to talk about what he said now. I'm not going to talk about what he said before. Okay, but did he say it before? Well, I, but I'm not talking about it. it it's... It's lunacy, Ed. It's yeah, it's idiocy. It's utter idi- idiocy. There is no other way to describe this. This is utter idiocy. This is a guy who just simply will not fold 
you know, actual data and facts and reality into his thinking. Just simply won't do it. He's, he's refusing to do it. And he's trying to convince people who are seeing their, their, their disposable income evaporate, which is another part of this GDP report, by the way. Real disposable income uh, dropped in this. Um, in this. I, I, I can pull that up real quick. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's, you know, real means it's inflation adjusted. When you're seeing in these reports, when you see the word real, real is inflation adjusted. Otherwise, it's nominal, right? Right. So and if, current, it's, if it's real adjusted, we're getting hammered. Right. Disposable personal income increased 6.6% in the second quarter, in contrast to a decrease of 1.3% in the first quarter. However, real disposable personal income decreased 0.5%. Compared with a decrease of 7.8%. Right. Personal savings rates dropped too, uh, from 5.2, from 5.6%. People to don't have enough cash anymore to pay for everything that they would normally have to pay for. And so they're, they're basically going through their savings. They're, you, they're... you know what that feels like? It feels like a freaking recession. It's because it is. <laughs> it's because it is a freaking recession, but all is well, Dwayne, all is well. It's time to spend more money. So let's get to that. Uh, Mansion Schumer uh, deal yesterday, which kind of came as a surprise. Um, it's it's really a double cross on on McConnell, and it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that happens. Um, McConnell was holding up the Chips Act as hostage, saying we're not going to consider this until we get a a, a guarantee that uh, reconciliation on on a Build Back Better bill is dead for this year. And Mansion said, "You got it, no problem." They went ahead and passed the CHIPS Act, and uh, about four hours later, Manchin said, well, you know, technically, uh, I got to give him some props because he did the same thing to the progressives last yes, year. He did. He did yes, he, he did. It's exactly the same thing, and all of us were cheering him for it. Yeah, stick it to those progressives. Yeah, he's, Manchin, you, you Joe, go, man. Joe Manchin, he's a one-man party right now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm... You know, this, this is my grand fin I don't think he's going to run again in 24. I really don't. Um, but he's, he's, he's a one man show right now. Um, so he, he's agreed on a climate, like a, a mini green new deal and some other kind of nonsense. And uh, we're, we're going to do tax hikes and we're going to beef up the IRS to do more audits because that's what you want to do in the front edge of a recession is raise taxes on everybody um take away more of their income but we're gonna wallpaper with more funny money cash which is doing nothing again what 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 the fed's trying to do is knock down demand to, to equal supply right because they can't do anything about supply congress is not doing anything about supply either what mansion's doing is Okay, we're, we're trying to come back down to get inflation under control by spending more money. So people are going to say, well, thank God, I can at least buy some things again. You're going to raise demand again. And you're basically counter programming what the Fed's going to do, which is going to extend the Fed having to jack up interest rates more. It's going to compound the problem even worse going into 24. Yep. Yep. I mean, and, this... ev and everybody can see what's going to happen. I mean, everybody knows what's going to happen if they actually pull this off. 
it's it's pouring kerosene on a forest fire. So what do you think about cinema? I mean, Axios raised this because apparently they didn't include cinema in this. I in don't these trust her as fast as 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 far as I can throw her. Um, she, she now, now just to, just to set this up. This includes a, a hike in, a, you know, an imposition of a minimum corporate tax rate, which she opposed. It also, uh, it also uh, affects carried interest, which she also opposed in, uh, in the original BBB bill. And those were added back in without her, apparently without her involvement, at least according to Axios. Um, I don't know that that's enough for her to dig in her heels. And I don't know if today's GDP report might not be enough for her to dig in her heels and say, this is not the time to be raising taxes and spending more money. If she, I, I have no, I have no um, envisions of her actually standing up and, and saving the party and saving the country and, and doing the patriotic thing here and blocking it. I, I have no, I have no hopes that she's going to do so. If she did, she would have more balls than the current nominee to be female athlete of the year. <laughs> who didn't win it, by the way, apparently, but yes. Who didn't, who, who didn't win it, but she would even have more balls than that dude did. And that dude had a, had a set. Yes, he does. Still. Still. Leah Thomas. Yes. She'd have Leah. more balls than Leah Thomas, but she, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's worth watching. And she could still surprise don't, people, but so there, there's, a just out, there's a report just out. There's a report just out. I'll try to scroll back to it. Uh, Sherrod Brown said members were in high spirits in this caucus meeting this morning, Senate Democrats, and said that there was no dissent voiced among Democrats. I heard none. Uh, the meeting is ongoing, however. Um, I, I'm assuming Cinema's part of that conversation in that in that in that room. But so um, why do it? So why why are the Democrats doing that now? Because they are they are kicking they, they are doing short term damage control and kicking the can. They think if we can get those checks flowing again and just blanket and 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 get the policies we want, we keep the progressives happy, throw a bunch of money out there again, and maybe just maybe it'll limit the damage on some of the economic data so that we don't get hammered as bad in the fall. But again, where this is going to manifest itself, it by the time you get to 24, Ed, it's it's you, we could we could be in full double digit inflation by that point. We kind of already are, but I mean even even the most modest way of calculating will be will be in double digit inflation. Right. And by the way, the the price of this bill keeps changing. Now, I I just by the minute by the, by minute, the minute. The New York Times has a tweet out saying it's a three hundred sixty nine billion dollar plan. I've seen eight hundred billion. I've seen seven forty. I've seen six seventy. Nobody has any idea what this thing actually costs. It's apparently there under is, a trillion dollars, but that's all we know. There is no language. It hasn't been written. It's all fluid. It's all in flux. It's going to be a total jam down uh, right before they try to go uh, get out of out of uh, town for a month. Um, it, it, it's it's just this. This is everything wrong with D.C. is going to is going to be reflected in about the next 72 hours. Well, let me ask you this, because Punchbowl raised this question earlier today, which is what what happens in the House Democratic Caucus? Because the progressives 
this is not what the progressives wanted. They might like the, the, the stuff that's going into this, but it's by far and away not the um, not what they wanted. They they wanted a hell of a lot more. They wanted six trillion initially in ten year spending in this Build Back Better plan out of reconciliation. So Dwayne, I mean, it, they're not going to get the salt, and that's not just progressives. That's also some of the moderates wanted the state well, local tax uh, limitation I, removed. I don't think the House Democrats. I don't think the squad is strong enough and robust enough now to put up that much of a fight. I think Nancy Pelosi will will um she's only gonna have three votes she's only gonna have three votes she can only yeah. lose three i think she can only lose two of those what what's going to be what's going to break the bank here is the one that's potentially going to be the 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 fly in the ointment is, is bob always pay your underage uh hookers in the in the in the dr menendez bob menendez is uh is holding this up because he wants salt restored uh in new jersey and, you know amongst you know all the other states that that are that, right. that 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 want that back and if they and if that salt provision does get back in that bill this no longer becomes a deficit reduction this extra balloon sinks um quite a bit but menendez, menendez wants uh salt restored um or he's not or he's saying i'm i'm, I'm not in now i'm not I'm not holding out hope that he's going to be, you know, uh, stick to his principles here either. Um, but if salt gets added back into this thing too, and you know, then, then don't talk to me about this being a deficit cutting thing. You, you don't, you're not going to cut the deficit because it's going to balloon this to a trillion dollars or better. Yep. Yep. And then, and then does Joe Manchin pull out of his own deal at that point or he's already committed. No, I think if the if, if the house starts adding things back in, I think Manchin pulls out. I think he's made it clear that he's this is his show. It's not the House Progressives show. I, I actually well, do think I actually do think if House Progressives start tacking stuff on and sending it back to the Senate for another vote, um, I think Manchin pulls out. First off, I don't think they have time to do it. But uh, that's I, I what do, I'm saying. Everything I do actually think hate, Manchin pulls out. Everything you everything you hate about DC is going to be is going to be on full display over the next 72 hours oh well yeah <laughs> it's been on full display for a long time by the way if, if well you're, i understand if you're paying but attention I'm, but but yes. i mean it's going to be highly concentrated you know writing it in the back room changing it not releasing any any draft of it nobody being told what's in it all the all the you know the, you know the the the, the back room knife fights and then at the very last second, late in the evening, it's going to be dropped, and we're going to vote on this in an hour. Do you think? Do you think that this is going to torpedo the chips deal? Because I, I actually don't think that. I think Republicans have enough investment in that idea uh, to 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 grudgingly pass that in the House. I think you're gonna, um, I think you'll, I think you'll get some Republican involvement on the on the yes side on that, just because think, of the deal itself. I think, I think you might because it's we really we we really do there are better ways to do it um but it boy it would be nice to start producing chips here again it really honestly truly would um the interesting thing as just kind of a sidebar on this is there was a va bill uh to deal with um burn pits and and all sorts of relief and 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 that kind of stuff uh, that bill, its first iteration passed in the Senate, like 84 to 14 or something like that. 
went to the House, got doctored a little bit, came back to the Senate for final passage after the screw job of Joe Manchin on this on this uh, legislation. And all of a sudden, the Senate Republicans are holding it hostage and blocking that bill. So now the Democrats are are saying, see, the Republicans actually are anti-veteran. No, they're not anti-veteran. This is this is the D.C. game. Right. You screwed, you screwed the Republicans. You went back on your word. Now you're trying to jam this down. Fine. We're not going to do this. Uh, yeah, it's it, this is this is this is this, the sausage is being made uh, on full display in in D.C. Um, it's it's ugly. It's unseemly. It's going to get a whole lot worse over the next two, three days. Yeah, uh, but I think in the end, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think that they're going to stall out the veterans bill. I don't think they're going to stall out the um, chips bill. But they no, are but, definitely, but, but they're definitely but, going to find ways to get get revenge. There's, there's no doubt they, about that. They, they are. They're, they're, they're trying to now figure out. Okay, if this is what you're doing, this means war, and this is, this is, this is politic, and this is, this is where, this is where you know the legislators are doing their thing. Yep. So, um, one last thing though about about this deal. Um, it may not go through just on on the dent of numbers. I mean, you've got a number of senators that are actually out right now with COVID. You've got Pat yeah. Leahy laid up with surgery. This isn't going to be like the Dettelbach nomination. You know, I don't want to hit this too hard because this is just a function of whether people can show up, which is really well, not that terribly interesting. They will they will literally roll they will roll in in uh, Leahy on a hospital bed if they have. And he to. said and, and he said he would do that. He has and he said, said he would, would do it. Yeah. And 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 you know they'll they'll do a weekend with Bernie's tie a string to his to his hand and do this to him. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do what they have to do to, to, to get it in. But uh, it wasn't, it isn't Schatz out from Hawaii. Isn't, isn't there somebody else that's out with COVID or some there, there there's, I thought there was somebody else that was down too on the democratic side. Um, well, there's a couple of them out, right? I mean, Murkowski's out too, for that matter on, on the yeah. Republican side. Um, I think, um, Oh, I can't remember who it was, but there's there's two or three Democrats that are out with COVID right now. That's not going to last. I mean, they're right. Yeah, they're, they'll be fine. But I mean, you've got to actually for this, you're going to have to actually have 50 votes plus Kamala Harris in the chamber in order to get it to pass, because there's not I don't be any, think it, there I won't don't be any think, Republican trading off or pairing votes here. I don't think Susan Collins is going to go for anything that to spend no. that much more money right now. I don't think Murkowski would. No, 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 no. I'm not. And I'm not. Um, I'm not suggesting that, but right. what I'm saying is that, you know, if you got COVID flying around here, the opportunities to actually have 50 Democrats in the same time at the same time in the same place might be rather limited here coming into coming into September. And this thing isn't going to roll out until then. It, it's not going to roll out until then. And the other thing too is, um, you know, Mark Kelly and and um, Cortez Massa. There, there's a lot of people that. You know they may they may be committed to to this vote, but it's not going to be a real popular one. Yep, it's not going to be a popular one at all. All right, well that's about. Uh, I think we're we're kind of, I think we've kind of wrapped up both of those stories. Those are really the two big stories. Um, what's coming up for you tomorrow on the Hugh Hewitt Show? We got one more day here from uh, from Atlanta doing the uh, the Alec conference. So we'll have some more state legislators. Um, uh, we've, like I said, we've been covering all sorts of ground, everything from taxes to crime to, to, um, we covered the ESG stuff a lot today. Um, 
I'll tell you, a big mover and shaker today was the education secretary for for Virginia. She was here, and as soon as she walked in, um, everybody was buzzing around her. There was video being taken of her, still shots. I mean, there. It, here's it, and 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 this is what this is the, the the thought that dawned on me just seeing her and listening to how sharp of a lady she is and what she has to offer because remember she was in there not just in office but she was there during the campaign and was very responsible for helping glenn youngkin kind of latch on to that education issue which got him elected you know right. there's lots of things that did but that education that issue was central and, yeah that oh, was it, absolutely it, central it, it won him the election right right okay so so she's here and i'm thinking to myself sure trump's gonna run DeSantis, you know is gonna run there's a handful of people that you know are gonna run if trump because of his shtick and because of all the negatives that that are are embedded all around him if he doesn't make it through the primary then ron DeSantis is like the next next one right you know he's he's the next quote front runner but the front runner always gets everybody shooting at him both from your side and also from the left right. so if ron DeSantis fades Who's that next that next tier that's gonna that's gonna kind of rise up? Oh yeah, I mean Yunkin Yunkin can certainly everybody's be a, looking at Yunkin. And everybody's Doug, looking at Yunkin because Yunkin can't run for another term anyway, so he's right. in good position. Doug Ducey would be another potential. Doug uh, Ducey's another one, but yeah. but the thing about the thing about Yunkin is he just won in a in a not just a purple state, a blue state. Yep, he won a blue state. And boy, wouldn't that be fun for a Republican to start winning blue states again? Yes, um, it would. But the thing about Yunkin, what struck me about him is look at the people he staffed his government with, like this education secretary, uh, Amy Gadara. She is top shelf. A's hire A's, B's hi B's hire C's. Right. It, right. We, we've heard we've heard that expression before. The people that Glenn Youngkin is bringing around, I'm thinking to myself, let's say hypothetically, for whatever reason, the stars aligned and Glenn Youngkin ended up winning in 24 because everybody else flamed out for whatever reason. But now he's president because he's winsome. He's acceptable to a lot of suburbia because he's not he's not inflammatory. He's got a good message and a good presentation about him. So he wins. Then he gets in and he starts staffing up government and he brings in somebody like Gadara as the secretary of education there, or, you know, any number of these people that could be attorney general and all the, all the people he'd staff a government with, he could be a, a, I mean, an absolutely phenomenal presidency because of the people he would bring in. And, and again, there was lots of people from all sorts of walks of life in different States, but to see, how everybody reacted to the people that are from the Virginia contingent that uh, that Yunkin has brought in, people are looking at them on a whole different level than even people in Florida. Yep. I mean, that's that's just the report from here, objectively. Oh, there you go. That's the that's the report from the Alec Conference. And uh, from Dwayne Gentilissimo Patterson of the Hugh Hewitt Show. The Hugh Hewitt Show starts tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 a.m. in God's Time Zone, 3 a.m. on the left coast. Uh, from Atlanta, uh, remote from Atlanta, and uh, you can listen there. You can watch on the universe. You can listen on the AM radio dial. Dwayne, what you can you watch do? on the you can watch on the Salem News Channel. We're, Salem we're streaming News live Channel. 
That's right. You bet. What should people do if they can't find it on the AM radio dial, though? Um, well, I guess you um, you go to a general manager's office and you, you show them the economic data and you say, look, you know, red states are doing it better than blue states are. And if you're still doing blue state radio and you're not doing red state radio, um, you know, these jobless claims, you know, they could be increased by, you know, by general managers that no longer have a job because they're not serving their market. So you, you might want to bring us on. No, no, no. I think you got it all wrong. What you do is you go to the general manager and you say, you know what? Joe Manchin has pledged to defend your um, radio license if you don't put Hugh Hewitt on the oh, air. Oh, well, there's think, no flip think in about, a second. Think about that really carefully. Yeah, he'll flip in a second then because <laughs> you can't rely on Joe Manchin. Exactly. Exactly. That's the strategy. That's good point. That's right good point. there. <laughs> all right. Dwayne Jolismo Patterson, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you again next week, sir. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. See ya. Stay tuned for more from the Ed Morrissey Show coming right up. Thank you for watching and listening to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Be sure to subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube to get alerted as soon as new episodes get published. You can support the Ed Morrissey Show and Hot Air's VIP reporting by becoming a VIP member, too. Visit hotairvip.com and use the promo code SAVEAMERICA, all one word, for 40% off your membership. Choose VIP Gold and gain membership to access to all of the town hall sites. Thanks again for watching and listening.